On the subject of health, with us live via telephone is Dr. Joseph Weistach. It was um, made known to me by the great Dr. Isaac Pinter just a few days ago that NYU Langone, which, you know, one of the most prominent hospitals in the world and one that all of us, Manhattan residents, and of course others who are not Manhattan residents are very familiar with, they actually have a, a hospital in Brooklyn, New York, uh, serving our community and beyond. And Dr. Joseph Weistach is the chief medical officer at Brooklyn Langone Medical Center. He's described as an outstanding nephrologist, and uh, Dr. Pinter uh, tossed in the uh, fact that he's also an outstanding mention, a great chief medical officer. Dr. Joseph Weistach, happy, healthy, and sweet new year to you, and welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you very much for having me. Happy New Year to you as well and all your listeners. I appreciate that. For, first, in terms of location, I looked at a map, and, and it seems to me that uh, uh, the hospital is sort of uh, between Sunset Park and Bay Ridge in that area in the western part of Brooklyn. Would that be accurate? That would be accurate. We're really in Sunset Park right on the border of Bay Ridge. We're actually across the street from one of the Hask facilities. Oh, wow, interesting. Uh, closer to our community than I thought. And um, look, many of us, regular lay people, sometimes find it hard to understand exactly how hospital systems work these days. Uh, I would assume that what we know as NYU Langone, with its main facility in Manhattan, that would sort of be an umbrella group. That's one way of looking at it. And Brooklyn Langone, I would assume at this point, is is a strong affiliate of that hospital. Would that be the way of putting it? Yeah, I, I would say that our um, way that our system works is not exactly the way a lot of other system works in that we don't separate um, different campuses by different tax ID numbers. We report in as one hospital system. We have one process for credentialing all of our staff. We have one medical record that spans any of our hospitals. So, so I would say this is a core part of NYU um, with the same expectations and requirements as the main campus. So this is not really a separate system at all. Um, and a lot of hospitals have kind of merged with other hospitals, right. and they keep affiliate status. Um, they report separately. We made an effort um, when we merged back in 2016 to make sure everyone understood that really the expectations are exactly the same. Um, and that would mean that the, the same services that one can get at any of the other NYU Langone affiliates, so to speak, you would be able to obtain those same medical services you'd be able to obtain in Brooklyn Langone. So I, I would guess that you know th those departments that we're used to uh, in the uh, in the more well-known hospital, you, you would have a, a duplicate, uh, a list of, uh, of services and departments in your hospital. Yeah, so, so, you know, the motivation behind this merger back in 2016 was not to acquire hospitals, but there was a recognition that Brooklyn, being the fourth largest city in the world, really did not have a tremendous amount of academic first-rate medical centers. Um, and there was an observation that many people from Brooklyn are coming into Manhattan to develop to get their care. Right. And, and the priority was, we want to bring the first-rate academic medical center to Brooklyn. Why not? Why shouldn't Brooklyn, with its population, have the same type of care? So our goal is to deliver 
all the care, complex care here in Brooklyn. There are a few small exceptions. So we're not doing transplant um, in Brooklyn. We're not doing certain kinds of cardiac surgery. But for the most part, everything else is done in Brooklyn. And the goal is not for people to come to Brooklyn. A lot of the hospitals, the quote-unquote affiliates, are feeders for the main hospital. And that doesn't really help the patient or their family if you're going to send them away from where they live. And our goal is to deliver that first-rate care directly in Brooklyn to our community. And that's what we've done. We've really recruited top-notch people um, over the past four years to dramatically improve our care. One way of putting I, I don't want to insult the Brooklyn folks, but one way of putting it just because of how hospitals are viewed in this city is Manhattan care in a Brooklyn location. That's, you know, I hate to put, I could say that. I don't know if you would say it like that. Well, <laughs> you know, what, what I would say is that the expectations for the care in Brooklyn is the exact same expectation as we have for our Manhattan facility. I I spent 35 years in Manhattan, in NYU, at the main campus, before I came over to Brooklyn um, at the time of the merger. And many other people far more talented than me have come since then as well. And again, I can't emphasize enough that the expectation of the staff here is that we deliver the same exact care. Dr. Joseph Weistach with us, Chief Medical Officer, Brooklyn Langone Medical Center, essentially in the Sunset Park area of Brooklyn. It's a lot to talk about vis-a-vis our community, which I will in a moment, but just in terms of the immediacy of what's on everyone's mind right now, I'm assuming COVID care, COVID safety precautions, everything COVID, unfortunately, uh, right now is, is something that's dominating the conversation and the activities at your hospital. Yeah, so we've, we've really um, made the safety of our patients and our staff a high priority. We do not have a, a large amount of COVID patients in the hospital right now, thank God, um, but we have developed a rigorous process where every staff member every day has to fill out um, form and take their temperature and get screened to make sure that they don't have any symptoms before they report to work every day. Um, Every patient who's admitted is screened for COVID. All the patients are masked. The staff is masked um, to to just prevent any risk to any patients at all. And in fact, the hospital is probably the safest place to be right now, given all the precautions. And, and I can't emphasize enough how important it is, if people are not well, to not delay their care and to not be frightened of coming to the hospital. Because what we don't want to see and what, what you know has been reported and people have seen is that people who have serious medical illnesses, heart attacks, other kinds of illnesses, and they come to the hospital very late, and that's a real shame. Especially in your specialty. You're probably saying to yourself very often, unfortunately, if only this person would have been here a month or two ago or have taken this care of this drop earlier, they'd be in a much different situation. Yeah, I, I never can say if only, right. you know, as a doctor. But on paper, you could do Our it. job is to take care of what comes in, no matter what state they're in, 
Our job is to make those people better. That's what we're charged with. Understood. Uh, our community, I mean, look, you're in Brooklyn, and obviously uh, uh, you have an opportunity to really serve our community. You talk about the fourth largest city in the world. You know that the presence of our community in Brooklyn is is quite large. And based on the list that I was sent, uh, being somewhat familiar with hospitals, uh, having been in uh, some myself and having uh, been the uh, caregiver for, uh, for um, uh, family members who've been in hospitals, I, I could usually identify what the keys are in serving our community. And some of the things that we have um, seen on the list that we were given about Brooklyn Langone is that you have a fully stocked and newly renovated Beaker Cholam room. You have rabbis on staff, community liaisons, and boy, is that important, ensuring all patients' needs are met. And recently, you obtained new modesty gowns for the obstetrics patients. You provide kosher dietary options. You have a Shabbos elevator. I think you have everything covered in terms of the the list of things that are important to people in our community. And frankly, on the community liaison um, um, a topic, uh, you always need advocates, and advocates for patients always seem to be in need of advocates. Those liaisons are, are so much more important than people think when it comes to dealing with our community. Uh, absolutely. And again, um, we we recruited and... and um, met with doctors from all different disciplines, especially OB, about three years ago. And before we, we had the, them come and their patients come, we actually developed these modesty gowns to, to allow our from patients to feel protected and covered. But it's not only that. We had a whole course with all of our staff on cultural awareness and sensitivity. So it's not just the gown, it's how we interact with right. all the patients. No question. Um, and, and our community liaisons are here every day. They're out in the community. They're advocating for our patients. They have my direct number. They're always calling me. Um, and I'm always available for all of our staff and our patient needs. Uh, community liaisons essentially and I know there's a sensitivity when we use the number seven instead of six, but essentially are on call 24-7 at this point. In this era, there's really no choice, right? They're, they're almost at the level of, of you as, a, as medical personnel in terms of being there for patients and their advocates when necessary. Yeah, they completely are. And, and I can tell you that several months ago, I got a call from the rabbi and the liaison on Shabbos, um, and, and remember, you know, in our business, pikuach nefesh is, yep. is paramount. Yeah, no question about it. You're on the front lines when it comes to pikuach nefesh. Uh, and and I, I would think, by the way, that the interview process for community liaisons and rabbis who want to be part of your system has to include, you know, if, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're not ready to be woken up in the middle of the night, if you're not ready to unfortunately leave your family for a couple hours at a time, you know, during an emergency, this, this job ain't for you. This is not a nine-to-five type situation. Yeah, I can tell you that, that you know, we have those people here. But it, it's not just, you know, our community liaisons and the modesty gowns. It, it's really the care we're providing. And I, I can tell you that we have developed advanced robotic surgery, advanced urologic oncology, brand new cardiac catheterization labs with uh, electrophysiologists, a state-of-the-art neuro ICU, um, neurosurgeons, interventionalists, 
Um, just the, the level of services we have here, advanced endoscopy, I could go on and on. To, to, but, to bring a hospital up to that level, to provide all those services, to bring in all the machinery necessary and the personnel necessary, you, you do need a, a community, and I mean this collectively, not just our community, that, that's willing to you know, utilize the hospital for their services. I'm assuming you're attracting a, a pretty large crowd from the Brooklyn area at this point. Well, you know, we're, we're pretty busy, but we're always able to take care of whoever comes to us. And, and you know, as well as you talk about uh, attracting a large crowd, just recognize that it has been a tremendous investment from NYU oh, yeah. into the into the hospital, into the and really that's for the community. It's really to serve Brooklyn in a way that Brooklyn we see has not been served before. Uh, how do people get information to find out more about Brooklyn Langone Hospital? So we can I can connect our our public relations department with you. We can send that out. Um, our main number is seven one eight six three zero seven thousand. Um, we have people available all the time. And I, I would guess that, uh, I mean, w- would it be doctors in our community who, who need to be convinced to send their patients? I mean, this is not a decision that patients would make on their own in terms of uh, where to go for treatment, right? So, so we have a lot of doctors affiliated with our hospital um, and nearby facilities and throughout the borough of Brooklyn, but we're, we're happy to speak and work with any doctor, even if they're not facilitated affiliated and take care of their patients. And we put a real priority of making sure that we communicate with the outside doctor so that when they're in the hospital, we give them a call. When they leave the hospital, we make sure that they're up to date. That's a, you know, being a hospital is not just about taking care of patients in the hospital. It's ensuring that their transition back to the community is seamless. And that's another high priority. And I will tell you that you know, during COVID, one of the things we learned is how important it is to communicate with the family and the outside physician. And mm-hmm. it was difficult for our patients, for our families, and we redoubled our efforts in that communication process. And we're going to continue that. We have continued that. I, I think for all of us, you know, COVID is not just something to deal with. Our job is to find a way to make ourselves better from it. Uh, you probably have had to take a close look more than once over the last couple of months at your visitation policies. Is that something that's become a little bit looser? Are you able to invite people in to see family members at this point? So obviously during the peak of COVID, you know, the state mandated right. no visitors. Um, at this point, we are allowing one visitor per patient um, at a time during um, afternoon hours. But again, visitors are limited, so it's not many visitors. It's one visitor except for certain um, exceptions related to disabled patients. But for the most part, it's one visitor um, throughout most of the afternoon. And everything is relative. People people who were in rough situations a few months ago would have given anything to have had that policy, frankly. So thank God that's loosening up a bit and people can take advantage of that. Um, and, and I will tell you that visitors are also screened and their temperature is taken right. um, because especially with prevalence out in the community, we want to make sure that we're keeping our patients safe and our visitors and our staff. Uh, you're around, as you said, since the merger in Brooklyn uh, since 2016. Have you seen a noticeable climb in um, in, in uh, members of our community, numbers from our specific community in Brooklyn that are taking advantage of Brooklyn Langone services? We definitely have seen that. Um, 
and we are interested in working with the community, getting feedback from the community, and continuing to serve the community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh, Dr. Joseph Weistach, Chief Medical Officer at Brooklyn Langone Medical Center. Did you know that there's a Langone Medical Center in Brooklyn? Become familiar with it. It's in Sunset Park, western part of Brooklyn, and uh, sir, as you hear, uh, certainly um, uh, servicing our community and making an effort to service more of our community. Information available about the hospital at 718-630-7000, 718-630-7000. Feel free if you're local in Brooklyn to speak to your doctor about Brooklyn Langone. And uh, Dr. Weistach, a pleasure to meet you in this uh, forum and looking forward to meeting you in person one day. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. And again, I'm always available, as is our entire staff, to serve all of our patients in Brooklyn. And we greatly appreciate that. Thanks so much for joining us Thank this morning. Thank you. And my thanks to Dr. Pinter for uh, for um, uh, leading us to uh, Dr. Weistach in a conversation about Brooklyn Langone. Uh, Dr. Pinter is one of those uh, doctors that I feel uh, I could bother 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So <laughs> the least I could do is take his recommendation about learning more about this uh, great medical facility.